0: Welcome to a Couch Divided podcast where secular psychology meets a Christian worldview with Dr. Robin Hall and Nick Thomas.
1: All right, Nick, sit back and relax.
0: And if you can't, we need to talk about that.
1: (laughs) Prepare to be couched.
0: To a Couch Divided podcast, my name is Nick. Alongside with me, as always, the wonderful, beautiful Dr. Robin Hall. How are you? Hello.
1: <laughs> the wonderful. I I like hold my breath a little bit before yeah, I hear an, your. Yeah.
0: It's a grand entrance. It is. Yes. I'm I've, rolling out the red carpet as I'm saying this. I don't. I don't though.
1: typically get such fanfare when I am like enter a room.
0: You're a top psychologist. Doctor and uh, expert of uh, and memer.
1: I feel like I've been kind of off my meme game the last like couple of weeks. Actually, it's just been, it's so busy. It's taxing. (laughs) Like, I've been so busy that I kind of, actually, all this week, every single day, I felt like it was Friday Mm. and I made decisions like it was Friday. Like, Monday, I thought to myself, well, it's okay that the garbage can is almost full yeah. because it's going to be
0: I was just uh, time
1: for the trash. And no, 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 that doesn't happen until Monday. Yeah, so yeah. like a full week. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I was talking to a, a buddy of mine who woke up on Thursday and uh, thought it was Friday. And for two hours <laughs> uh, in the work, he's like, yeah, this is my this last, last day. This last week he did? Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's my last day and he's working. And all of a sudden he goes, oh. It's Thursday. I, <laughs> I got to do this tomorrow.
1: Oh, no. What a, uh, like, uh, a letdown. Like, what a
0: letdown. Okay. Like, it just ruins the whole day. <laughs> so it
1: clearly wasn't just me because you have a buddy and I spoke with a really good friend of mine who yeah. also said all week she had yeah. this weird time warp thing happening. Yeah. So, yeah. well, it is today is the 16th of March. Yeah. Uh, so any of you who have experienced that weird time warp in the last week, please feel free to uh, share your experiences right. with us. Right, right. Um, yeah, we have, I'm glad to be recording. It's been a while since we were able to. Yeah.
0: Um, some, uh, you know, busyness and the life, sickness in yeah. life and, uh, all that stuff. You yeah. Know,
1: it's been kind of happens. crazy. It's been a long time since we had that many things kind of intervene.
0: Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, you know, uh, again, that's life, but you know, it, it doesn't, you know, it didn't really impede on uh, our structure or anything like that. No, uh, we may have delayed a week of an episode. Yeah,
1: we're okay. sorry about that. We really do try to be very consistent with how we record, when we right. record, when we research. Yeah. So, right. but you know, life.
0: Well, that's what's great about uh, our catalog. Uh, if yeah, that's we can true. call it a catalog now. Is that? Oh, that's uh,
1: cool. treasure yeah.
0: a treasury. We've been doing this for a couple of years now. I know. You know we yeah, got a lot of episodes. Uh, do we even
1: know how many we have?
0: I don't know. I have to count them. Yeah. We yeah. should
1: totally. And if we're getting close to like a thing.
0: Yeah. Do like, a, an anniversary. Yeah. Like yeah.
1: a, hey, we just hit this many episodes.
0: Yeah, We hit our hundredth episode. Things like that. We yeah, can't be yeah. that. We can't be. I don't think that no, we're no, there. No. Yet. Like
1: maybe I was thinking
0: like 40. Maybe. <laughs> uh, that's what it seems like. Cause it seems like it's been so quick since we first talked about COVID. Yeah.
1: Can we also confess? And this is, I mean, I'm going to speak for you, but I just know this is true because <laughs> We've talked about this together. Um, both Nick and I have trouble remembering all of the content of our catalog. Yes. Which I hope everybody out there. Did we talk understood. about this already? Yeah, did we already do this? Like yeah. when did we talk about this? I think in an we episode? touched upon it. It's right? always the
0: same thing that we say. We never get down to the final. we touched upon <laughs> it. Yeah, we touched upon it. Hold well, on, let me look. <laughs> and I will
1: say, like your memory for it, I think probably because most of the time. You at least like we record the episode, so yeah. that's once, and then you do all the editing. Yeah. So it's a, you have like a second round of having it solidified in your mind.
0: Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and, and there, there is sometimes that I go back as a thought experiment, and I, I've mentioned this in previous episodes, because uh, let, let's just face it, uh, worldview uh, gets mature, you encounter new knowledge, and I go, you know what, based off of what I know now let me analyze what I said back then to see if I still agree with it. And it's a oh, kind of a, smart. Yeah, it's kind of a self-reflecting thing that I do. So uh, I have a tons of recordings of my own voice and teachings. <laughs> so I do that and uh, I've never went, Ooh, I disagree with that. I'm oh, like, Oh, man. but I would, I would nuance that. You know what I mean? Could with, we yeah. That
1: might lead us beautifully into our topic. Yeah. Would you call that? an obsession. No, I wouldn't
0: <laughs> call it an obsession. It's a personal analysis. Are you analysis. compelled to you know,
1: self-analyze? It's,
0: it's usually when I'm bored and have nothing to listen to. Oh, really? Uh, or uh, a topic I do a lot of evangelism, a lot of evangelism. Uh, Even personally, I do a lot of evangelism uh, where I study. What does that mean? Well, I I, I differentiate between personal evangelism and corporate evangelism. Like
1: personal, like when you're preaching the gospel to yourself? Right.
0: Well, not that, but in my personal time out and about. Oh. Um, And then corporate evangelism when I'm doing ministry with church. Oh, okay. And so I think that we are compelled to share Christ Everybody, yes, um, all over the place. Again, me being a single guy, uh, I, I I go a lot of places by myself, and I study places, and I have to get out of the house and uh, have to be around to people, and uh, you can call that an obsession because. Whew, Man, I just, I know. just
1: like, I've got this crazy flash of you, like in a trench coat, like beating the streets of Chicago. Like, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Daddy just, was a cop yeah. on
0: the east side of Chicago. <laughs> yeah. I, I heard you down. Throwing crowd.
1: Bibles at people. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I have a philosophy of stay local. Um, yeah, yeah. Especially like to that. young men, stay local, show it to places, make your face familiar, make sure that they, they were a Christian and start to engage.
1: Like first, at yeah. least at first. Yeah. yeah. That's what I, I like um, that.
0: I don't believe in friendship, evangelism. But I do believe that there is wisdom in setting um, sort of pillars of yourself um, and uh, letting the other individual know that you're a Christian and that you believe in Christ um, so that they're not surprised <laughs> at all. Or uh, that uh, uh, basically, I stay uh, away from. I'll give you an example. I, I go to a Sargar lounge, and this a person. Sargar lounge? Yeah, yeah. That's a Sargar lounge. <laughs> Um And I didn't want. Uh, there's this person that kept trying to show me. For you know, those of
1: you that don't know, yeah. <laughs> a cigar lounge yeah. is a lounge where you smoke cigars. Yes, and yes. you can typically buy yeah.
0: cocktails. Now, there's a, a lot of characters in there, and they were. This person kept showing me their phone about you know with lewd conduct on (laughs) that. Oh, what? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, and I go and I like a
1: stranger was doing
0: that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Wait,
1: we have to take a little aside here. Is that common?
0: Uh, In a cigar lounge, I don't think so. Like anywhere in life. I, uh, I, I. I, When you show up to places where you get characters, I guess. Because cigar lounges do have characters Uh in there, which is primarily why I like going there because I like meeting weird people, right? Um, And I go, I was like, you know, if he knew I was a Christian right off the bat, he may not do that. And even if he did, he would understand my reluctancy to look at it. Mm. Um, and I go, I want to make sure that everybody knows that I'm a Christian. So I don't go in there and go, I'm a Christian. Don't show me your phone. I just talk about Jesus all the time. <laughs> and uh, I, I stay away from things that I either uh, don't want to look at. And I use uh, that as an opportunity to share the gospel. It's just uh, it is weird. That. And the reason why I mentioned that is because there's a lot of people, I mean, that I meet, especially when I... I study, I study out of Starbucks all the time, that um, when they know that I got counseling experience, that I got theological wisdom, that I'm a Christian, they start being vulnerable. And yeah. they pour out their heart and souls. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, people, especially in today's culture, seem to like to do that.
1: Oh, my gosh. Can I, like, another side my ADHD is on mm-hmm. riot right now. Um, I had another idea for an episode. Mm-hmm. So, you guys, this is a sneak peek into some of how we brainstorm I want to do like an interview series where we bring in pseudo therapists. So like hairdressers, pastor, um, like cop detective, uh, anybody that does like service industry industry stuff too, that like you're going to be,
0: you're
1: going to be with one person for quite a long time. (laughs) Dentists probably. Yeah. Um, you guys can give us your examples. We would love, we, I thought that would be so cool to like just talk to people who kind of get nominated to be therapists. Yeah. As part of what they do, even though that's not. Really hey, I mean, I, I would,
0: I would say, if somebody's giving you wisdom, wisdom would say, "Listen, you know." What yeah, I yeah. Mean, um, and then go in, and you know, I always say, take it with a grain of salt. You know what I mean? Like, you don't know if I'm lying to you or not or anything. Ooh, and, Nick. Um, <laughs> well, it, the only reason why is because, and I've experienced this a lot in counseling, is, as soon as you make somebody feel good about uh, the counsel that you're giving him, and I'm glad that made you feel good and comfortable is that they automatically think that they're healed. They don't know, oh. you know, they don't know was when they walk at the door and experience the suffering that that was really what is Breaking their, hmm. you know, uh, whatever ailment that they're suffering with. Oh, all I had to do is do this. And then they go, oh, I'm going to do it. And, oh, crap. I didn't I realize see. that I'm actually battling my sin. I didn't mm-hmm. realize that so it, it was, is
1: like an ongoing yeah, the, forging through. The, the
0: devil doesn't care about your epiphanies. Let's just say it that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're going to have
1: to, how he could exploit them. Yeah, you're yeah. going to have
0: to learn to fight and, um, any good fighter, uh, it takes experience fighting to get good at it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, to be able to your yeah to be able to y- uh, yield a heavy sword, you're gonna have to have some strength, and that means that you got to pick up a stick first, <laughs> 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 and then work your way. Yeah, out. yes. Well, I, I, I will I will start communicating with people based off of the theology and understanding that I have now, and I realize um, that there is more wisdom in the counseling that I'm giving. That oh, yeah. I can analyze I go a year like ago you yeah. are
1: progressing yeah, yeah like
0: like a year ago I might have not have said this or might have not even believed it mm-hmm. and so I go well You know, we have a huge catalog. That must be, there must be something in there. That is
1: such an interesting thought. And because I feel like I'm doing analysis like that too, but I'm not cataloging it the way that you are, which is, that's totally fine. I just, I will take note like, oh, that is a vastly different Mm -hmm. opinion you just arrived at than you have previously found yourself um, endorsing.
0: And then sometimes because of sin, you know, uh, that suffering could be so much that, I will go back in our catalog and whatever I'm teaching in there is correcting me.
1: Hmm. You know? you like yourself? You're talking yeah. to yourself. Oh,
0: you know, like a, uh, oh, what a sweet mercy uh, from the Lord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of preachers go through that too as well. They'll I mean,
1: it. that just makes sense for every person in any profession where yeah. they like fully dedicate themselves to continue getting better. And the more experience you gain, the more people that you work with, the broader your experiences the the larger expert mm-hmm. you become mm-hmm. and you are allowed to change yeah. your mind and if you f- suddenly discover that you were really wrong about something mm-hmm. as a christian you mm-hmm. get to yeah. if you feel comfortable mm-hmm. apologize for that wrong right like mm-hmm. even correct what yeah. you formerly said um mm-hmm. and and move um, then yeah. you know move and forward and
0: because we can rest in christ you know it's not like we're condemned or anything, no, you no. make no. the correction and, and right, go forward. Right, yeah. right,
1: right. I think making the correction is a lot in that context, a lot of times it would just be based on personal conviction, mm-hmm. you know,
0: which, uh, which <clears throat> leads nicely into the topic that we have today. Um, before we introduce it, uh, the reason why I say that is because there's a lot of what I struggled with early on in my Christian faith was faith and faith alone, not the doctrine, mm. but really getting into my heart whether I was saved. So yeah, faith so and faith
1: alone, yeah. meaning that our works have absolutely nothing yeah. to do with what we're justified we're by. Saved. Yeah, how and we're saved.
0: I was really obsessed with the fact that I, I couldn't be going to heaven based off of my thought processes, yeah. how I was struggling with some certain sins. How do I beat this? Your thing? roster.
1: Like your history
0: walking on eggshells around God, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Isn't it
1: such a like weird experience to recognize I'm totally and completely and fully forgiven. And then like literally remember, right, especially right after salvation a week ago and what you were doing Mm -hmm. and how deplorable it was. Yeah. Or even like as a maturing, saved believer who's got a lot of self-awareness, you still act a fool Yep, because that's what we do.
0: And that's exactly, I I identify more with that, Mm -hmm. with with that uh, uh, supposition there. And it's like, how do I find a balance between uh, I'm not condemned? Right. But then also I don't have a license to sin. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it seems black and white what you're doing. And you're like, man, I'm trying to be holy, but I can't. So if I can't, then I means that I'm not saved. And how do I rest in the fact... And then once you gain the epiphany that you're not uh, condemned, mm-hmm. there is a danger in there. And the danger is, I can do whatever I want now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not condemned. And you rest easy in your sin instead of resting in Christ's holiness. Mm-hmm. And and so how do you find that balance to not go the extreme, but then also to live a holy life and then not be um, so uh, um, tense because if, uh, yeah. uh, you feel like you should be condemned? Kind of yeah, event. yeah. So... How do you not go, you know, how do you not go to the left? How do you not go to the far right? How do you stay in that right. balance of of holiness and then understanding your need for Christ at the same time?
1: What shall we say then, yeah, you know? Yeah. Uh, Paul speaks to that a lot. Right, so right. Um, do we have any housekeeping things to talk about? We totally, I feel like we haven't had a chance to really talk for a while. So
0: yeah, you guys are getting like I do have to clean my room.
1: My <laughs> <banter>. <laughs> 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 oh man, so uh I have to clean my room too um and we over the last two weeks with the help of a very dear dear generous friend and sister in Christ yeah. who owns a pickup truck we were able yeah. to totally clean out our storage unit which is going to save uh, the amount of money that's going to go back into our budget monthly is I'm' yeah. um, it's, I'm a little ashamed even to say out loud. It's yeah. a significant amount of money. Yeah. Um, so we have managed to like condense and store all of it in our little shed, which was about like a quarter of the size of our storage unit. That's all the pictures. Yeah. Uh, but l- the leftovers of that are currently in my bedroom
0: mm-hmm. and need to be organized. So housekeeping is if you want to volunteer for the shed at Robin. <laughs> Email us at a couch to find a a podcast at gmail.com with any of your questions. We will get back to you. If we don't, we're sorry. It's uh, uh, that we get a lot of uh, uh, comments. Um, We may address uh, you. You can
1: always email, like, if if we don't get back to you in a timely manner, because life. Um, that you can email us again. We're not going to think that you're pushy or weird. So it's seriously, there are days where like we couldn't even keep up with with messages. So Uh,
0: I do want to mention this. I won't mention the name. I won't mention the issue or anything like that. Mm. Um, You guys have been so kind with the last thing that I uploaded, which is just supposed to be kind of like a, a special content Nick's emotional risk. You guys have been so kind (laughs) with that. And I've gotten emails That's a, this highly encouraged me and I'm thinking differently about, uh, my single life or I'm thinking differently about past relationships that I've had that I've held resentment and not a forgiving attitude and not grace. And I do regret things from the past Mm -hmm. and I've tried to reconciling that. Thank you for that. And, uh, that was, I, uh, you know, I'm I'm a crybaby, and <laughs> I uh, I don't know what happened to me after addiction, but I don't know. Maybe I have low T, um, but I, no, die all, no, I no, cry no, 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 all I cry all the time.
1: You can't use addiction as a baseline <laughs> because why are you, why do people use chemical avoiders?
0: Yeah, to, yeah. Numb, yeah, out to, to avoid. numb out and avoid. So, so there you what go. you
1: are no longer avoiding is present.
0: Yeah, yeah, right.
1: And you don't want to be like a robot.
0: Very vulnerable. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't want to be, and I, I don't. I don't care. It's about. all
1: right for you to be affected by right, beauty right. and exactly awesomeness and God's glory. Exactly. And, yeah.
0: Well, it's the, it's the uh, the male atmosphere of toughness that well, uh, can, I still have in me. You know, what you I mean? can be but, tough.
1: I like you. But, don't need to be on the floor like snot crying in front of a group of people, <laughs> but
0: which
1: I have before. <laughs> I have two. I have totally. I, oh man, like all that we needed was like a fainting couch a couple yeah, of times in yeah. my scenario. So yeah.
0: But I, I had released that episode and there was a couple of emails that we got that, uh, uh that, uh, you know, people were encouraged by yeah. it and uh, they told me kind of their life stories and, and, uh, uh, yeah, it brought a tear to my eye because that was a very, you know, kind of a,
1: vulnerable thing they, yeah.
0: i wrote that a year ago if you didn't catch that but i wrote I that I do about remember a year ago. when you did write it i had no clue i just read it kind of just to put it out there no one really listened to it or viewed it or mm-hmm. anything like that it wasn't really supposed to be that. i just
1: yeah but we like it out there. i yeah. i can't even remember which message i read but i read it and i and my heart just mm-hmm. was pitter pattering and i like immediately got on the phone and sent nick a voice message i was like if you haven't
0: yeah, check this. Like this you need email. to check it right yeah, now.
1: Yeah. Um, So just so you guys know, like the people on the other end of the podcast are real people. Like we're human beings. Mm-hmm. So we love hearing from you guys. Mm-hmm. We love he- like when you give encouragement and feedback like that, it's so special. Mm-hmm. It's important. So like don't ever, if you're on the fence about doing something like that with any of the people that you might really like, you value what they're doing in ministry. You respect what they say. Something that they talked about, bless you. Like, send them that. Because mm-hmm. they, guys, it's just me and Nick in this room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, but we know there's this whole, he, like, world mm-hmm. that hears. It's pretty stinking cool.
0: Yeah, it is. And, uh, you know, uh, we have a small audience, but it is. Uh, uh, but it, You
1: guys are steadily growing.
0: Mm-hmm. But I would say, I mean, we do get about. 4,000 downloads mm. you know that's 4,000 listens I'm not sure if that's 4,000 people <laughs> uh, but that is 4,000 listens that means that podcast has been played 4,000 times yeah it's pretty cool and to have whatever like my vulnerability out on past regrets yeah yeah oh, that's yeah. really cool it broke that uh, that ceiling and I go Wow. Um, you know, thank you for yeah. for listening. Regardless of uh, you know, it impacted you or anyway, not or you thought it was boring. Being, yeah.
1: No, well thanks for not thinking we're ridiculous, boring, rude, annoying.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We appreciate it. I you. mean, those are all things that we say about ourselves mm-hmm. anyway. So I mean uh, whatever. <laughs> Um, I yes. agree. Okay.
1: so we've been trying to introduce our topic for 20 minutes and we, I apologize. Um, yeah, okay. what are we, what are we discussing? Well, this
0: the movie? reason why we haven't introduced the topic is because we have OCD. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, <laughs> but that is the, the, the nature of our topic today is, is.
1: Yeah. So yeah. one of the more requested episode topics from you guys has been, Obsessive compulsive disorder yeah. and specifically obsessive compulsive disorder um, with religiously themed obsessions and compuls- compulsive behavior. So mm-hmm. um, the clinical kind of like catch word phrase for that I'm not it's not a diagnostic term Mm -hmm. but it would be scrupulosity Mm -hmm. so with just speaking to with religious preoccupation so um OCD is actually such a huge topic we've been this one has been in the works for a really long time Mm -hmm. um we've done a lot of research um and it just makes sense I think that we will start with defining it Mm -hmm. the way um, that the American Psychiatric Association defines it so that everybody can get kind of a baseline idea for what when people when a clinician is talking about OCD, this is what they mean. Uh-huh. Um, and we'll touch on scrupulosity a little bit, but we're going to do another episode where we talk <coughs> in a lot more detail about the specific subtypes or like presentations that um, that OCD can take. Uh-huh. Yeah, that feels good. I feel like we've tried to talk that through a couple other times, and that just really felt.
0: Yeah, (laughs) no, that that flowed uh, uh, right. And I like the fact that you bring up uh, religiously themed uh, atmospheres as well, which we'll touch on a little bit there.
1: Um, So the first thing that I thought we should do is go over the category, like Mm. the full, um, the diagnostic category that is included in our most recent revision mm. of the DSM um, because obsessive compulsive disorder is now a part of obsessive compulsive and related mm-hmm. disorders Yeah, historically. Um, and this, honestly, this is how I still absolutely conceptualize this. It's like at its base, the pulse of it is anxiety. Mm. Um, but they have re-
0: like, it's com- like what isn't.
1: Uh, Um, well, yeah, there's plenty. Um, but so, um, they have grouped all of the disorders that they feel have shared common features into this Mm -hmm. group. We've talked about how they classify before. So, um, but I think it's really interesting to just take a look at what's included Mm -hmm. in the category because I think it helps paint a bigger picture of what we're talking about. So, um, I'm going to read straight right. from the DSM guys. Obsessive compulsive and related disorders include, are you ready for it? Mm-hmm. OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, body dysmorphia, body dysmorphic disorder, sorry, mm-hmm. hoarding disorder, trichotillomania, mm-hmm. which is hair pulling disorder, yes. excoriation, which is skin picking mm-hmm. uh, disorder, mm-hmm. substance medication induced obsessive compulsive and related mm-hmm. So the rest of these are going to be um, like our general categories for, for presentations that don't quite fit the, mm-hmm. other, the other ones that we just listed. So um, other specified obsessive-compulsive and related disorder, for example, nail-biting, lip-biting, cheek-chewing, obsessional jealousy, olfactory reference disorder, mm-hmm. um, and unspecified obsessive-compulsive and related disorder. So we're not going to spend time going through any of the, like, not due to another medical condition, blah, blah, blah. Um, Because we, if you guys are interested in that, in some of the first episodes we did, we really went over that stuff in detail. Mm -hmm, Yep. Um, And I guess if you want to update, we could do, like, a little mini-sode or something on that. Sure, yeah. Okay, so OCD uh, is characterized by the presence of obsessions and or compulsions, and I think we need to define what that means. Yeah. Well, what do you think it means? What's an obsession
0: session or well, let's just analyze it theologically or obsessions or compulsions. Let's analyze it in a, an I, uh, so
1: they're two, well, like well, they're separate nouns. Right. 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 Okay. What's, so what's an obsession
0: obsession um, is uh, honing in on one thing. Um, and uh, only that one thing is the total encompassing thought processes of your life.
1: Okay. So yeah, obsessions are recurrent and persistent thoughts. Mm-hmm urges or images and that's like mental images mm-hmm. which involves the the medial temporal cortex i mm-hmm. believe of the occipital lobe of your brain anyway um persistent thoughts urges or images that are experienced as intrusive and unwanted What's mm-hmm. a compulsion
0: and a compulsion and i would believe it was, would be either acting upon those thoughts um right.
1: yeah so not co- thinking
0: beforehand um compulsions
1: are are repetitive behaviors or mental acts mm-hmm. that somebody feels driven to perform in response to mm-hmm. an obsession mm-hmm. um and there very frequently there are rules to that response um yeah so that's that's kind of an overview of Obsessive compulsive disorder. Mm-hmm.
0: Now that's that's a uh, and any anybody studying this to uh, go well. I do that sometimes. I do that sometimes. We'll we'll differentiate between the common human you know reactions to thoughts that everybody does every day, and then also disorder. Right? Mm-hmm. Is this impeding on your life? Remember, we always reiterate that that disorder is. You know, it's taking you out of day to day activities where you can't function because you're solely doing this, right? Mm. Okay,
1: right. I mean, until it is, it uh, impairs psychosocial functioning. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, this is why. I mean, and and I, I don't mean to go into the theological intent uh, very quickly, but I'll just make this: this is why God's law. It was so gracious enough uh, for God to actually give us this law because it does speak about obsessions and compulsives and using uh, a discernment and things like that, that I do think that when following this law to a certain degree, keeps us away from disorder, right? Mm,
1: Yeah, I think it's- Or at
0: least existentially, right? uh,
1: Yeah, I think that it definitely depends on what's causing you to experience- Yes, right. Obsessions and compulsions, because- Lots and lots of different things can ca- can cause it, right. um, and maybe that's something that we can explore exactly. a little bit more right, right. in our other episode. But for example, um, there I have seen with my own eyes uh, children mm-hmm. who are like overnight start experiencing OCD symptoms, very serious, severe mm-hmm. OCD symptoms. Mm-hmm. Um, and as soon as they are treated with like a mild antibiotic, mm-hmm. that ends up killing what turns out to be a like an ever-present strep infection,
0: mm-hmm.
1: again overnight it disappears.
0: Yeah, something parasitic or viral. In yeah, nature. so
1: yeah. like there's lot. There are physical causes. Um, postpartum uh, mm-hmm. OCD is real. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are there are lots of. Th- reasons that somebody could be experiencing Mm -hmm. symptoms like this and it's really important that you rule out any physical cause Mm -hmm. first before you you try and behaviorally adjust something that like you won't Mm -hmm. until the physical cause is addressed you're is going to continue yeah
0: um now when uh somebody in our audience may be thinking about this too as well and especially um, around the religious atmosphere and maybe even the Christian atmosphere I- I- in that is that whenever they hear something about biology, they may think it's a cop out saying, oh, you don't have to deal with your sin or anything like that. Guys, yeah. stop. that yeah, nonsense. yeah, stop that nonsense. Um, you
1: don't prove that you are more Christian by like leaning into.
0: Oh, well, Yeah. well, we're not. It can't be.
1: It can't be f- f- biological. So like we're allowed to recognize the body as an incredibly intelligent designed machine that it is and not the product of just random chaos and chance Mm -hmm. that occurred over billions of years. Right. So
0: no, I do agree on to accord. This is why we use discernment that you, you, continue to do sin you're going to read consequences Mm -hmm. of that sin and it can create something that if you didn't do that in the first place you wouldn't Mm -hmm. have dealt with it drug addiction one of them right sure yeah um and then also you know well
1: anything that can change your like internal chemistry or or the physical structures of different areas of your brain
0: structure and order Mm -hmm. when lack could lead to disorder we understand that we have to discern which one or the ontological right, what, nature of what's this. happening. So, what's happening. Yeah. yeah.
1: Especially if all of a sudden you like, so let's say it's, you know, you just are merrily on your way mm-hmm. and you don't really struggle a ton with anxiety or depression. Like you don't, it's not really like you. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden you start experiencing obsession, obsessive thoughts, mm-hmm. and the compuls- compulsions to, to actually act on the go see a doctor mm-hmm. right now. Immediately mm-hmm. and rule it all out. Like, mm-hmm. there's no reason for you to beat yourself up mm-hmm. like you're doing something mm-hmm. wrong when, like, that's an odd thing to have happened, correct? Mm-hmm. Now, is it possible that there could be some environmental cause for something like that? Sure. Mm-hmm. Like, what trauma or crazy stress did you experience in the day, like, before you went to sleep and woke up with the symptoms, mm-hmm. right? But usually, onset isn't that that rapid Mm -hmm. it isn't such a stark change from Mm -hmm. well I was totally okay and now I'm really not
0: and and look at this in the opposite Mm -hmm. way too as well look at this in the reward sense when somebody encourages you and you feel happy Mm -hmm. you know what I mean that is existential, right? I mean, you're leaning into that. and It is producing brain chemicals to make yeah, it feel oxytocin, happy. Yeah, Yeah, these things are cohesive. So it does work in the other way. If we're going to kick the can down the other way and say, it's good when existential circumstances make me happy, sure. but I'm just not trusting in God when existential circumstances make me suffer. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> it's not black and white. Now, we have the word of God to understand when we've entered into mm-hmm. those moments. And I do believe that if you really look at it, you may may have to repent but sure. there are other things that yeah. are at play we live in a fallen world our body is corrupted yeah so go ahead
1: right well and especially like any like moms that just had babies and by just like within the last year had a baby um, don't suffer in silence mm-hmm. um, even if you have a history of issues with anxiety like you can experience postpartum OCD symptoms that are just Overwhelming. Mm. And so, um, yeah, don't. I, I think that, like, our, I would strongly admonish really about anything that we talk about. If there's a sudden onset of something, do not just assume, right, mm. that you're going to know what it is. Go mm. seek the opinion of an expert mm. and rule some stuff out.
0: <laughs> every um, undergrad listening to this right now, <laughs> you don't have what you're researching. <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh, that was so... My first abnormal sight class, I diagnosed like everyone in my family.
0: Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Um, including myself with oh, like yeah. 60 things. I, I still have temptation to do yeah, that today. Yeah, so. it's a it's a real
1: pro, <laughs> propensity. Um, yeah, so that like, please, if, if suddenly you are having difficulty functioning with and this is part of that landscape, mm-hmm. go seek consultation mm-hmm. because we do know... That there are physiological, there can be physiological causes. Mm -hmm. There's so much research right now about gut health and anxiety. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting.
0: Um, Is that my problem, (laughs) (laughs) Robin? Yeah, I just told people not to do this, and I'm doing it. We need you to to
1: eat live culture, ferment, fermented uh, cultures. Um, Okay, so we briefly. I just want to briefly touch on the other disorders in this category. Cause like I said, when you know why all of these are together mm-hmm. or you can start to see why, um, why there's a pattern. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, specific, uh, let's see, body dysmorphic disorder, mm-hmm. sorry, is, uh, characterized by preoccupation with one or more perceived deficits or flaws in physical appearance that are not observable or appear only slight to others mm. and by repetitive behaviors for example mirror checking excessive grooming skin picking or reassurance seeking mm. or mental acts for example comparing one's ap- appearance with that of other people in response to the appearance concerns so like the obsession is that my like i'm hideous mm. or i'm fat like that's a huge that's a really huge one so like oh my gosh Mo- i feel like anyone who's been a high school teenager in public school especially um knows like that experience of looking at themselves in the mirror and thinking oh i'm so fat no
0: i have to speak to no,
1: this. no 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 <laughs> i
0: was like i really have to speak to this it's easy for uh, self deprecation um <laughs> For especially in men, and especially in men who find things humorous and use that as a way to um,
1: compensate,
0: uh, compensate, uh, or either justify their state of being or ignore that they hate what they're seeing uh, mm-hmm. in the mirror. And as a uh, as a former standup comedian, it's really easy to capitulate that. And now that's not OCD; that's vanity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, right. Part, so yeah.
1: the, the the I think it's really important with this. Mm-hmm. They actually see. Mm-hmm. something different
0: mm-hmm.
1: this is so when you think of somebody who is so struggling with an eating disorder mm-hmm. they have lots of time they have body dysmorphic experiences where they look in the mirror and what they see is this fat tub mm-hmm. but who, that's not who is standing yeah. there um, so the, but you can see that pattern, right? Like the obsession followed by the compulsion, right? Like I'm fat, so I look in the mirror, or like my nose is the wrong shape, so every time I pass by a reflective surface, I look at it. That kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I was. Uh, it was funny. I was listening to a comedian that uh, uh, had uh, struggled with body dysmorphia because his mom kept saying that, uh, you know, he was fat, didn't look good, even though he wasn't. And his mom herself uh, had body dysmorphia, where. I mean, she would go on binge diets and just starve herself (coughs) and things like that. And he goes, I just think that my mom thinks of me as an extension of her fat, that if I'm healthy, then she's fine. You know what I mean? Um, And I remember that being the punchline of his joke that Mm. my mom thinks of me as an extension of her fat. Yikes. Yeah. and um, That makes
1: me so sad.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's parasitic or viral it's idolatry. That's, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a, uh, but yeah, uh, uh, so the, the the categories are vague here. So what are we entering into, you know, a, a position to where...
1: What do you, wait, what's vague? Sorry.
0: Well, uh, like I was saying, it, it, uh, I, we're, I'm not saying that we're being vague, but I don't want to confuse the audience. Mm. When are we entering into, hey, you need to repent of this, this oh, oh, you know, oh, oh, oh. Um, so and, this, as opposed to, hey, go see a doctor.
1: Well, okay, so I think awareness is probably the first key. If you're a parent and you're observing behaviors like this in your children, Mm -hmm. do not ignore it. Mm -hmm. Um, so like speak to it and intervene, right. Mm -hmm. Or become aware that this is something that you're doing. Mm -hmm. Notice that -hmm. you are constantly checking how you look in the mirror. Mm -hmm. Like you're obsessed with like a scar or something on your body. You know, um, there's, uh, Like there's some subtypes even with, uh, within this. So
0: and remember we've defined obsession and compulsion. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So the, so the obsession is, yeah, I'm like, my nose is too big. I'm fat, right? The compulsion is I must, every time I pass a reflective surface, like I must stare at myself Mm -hmm. to make sure like you're, I don't know what you're checking. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you don't, like if you were to, you, you literally cannot help stare, -hmm. At yourself, Mm -hmm. and if you were to like force yourself not to, you would experience like very intense anxiety.
0: I've actually received a remedy over those impulses or wanting to capitulate to some things um, by going to the gym. Um, I'm a large fella. Right. Well, not a large, but I'm a large (laughs) fellow and doing jumping jacks when you're a large fella. Things tend to bounce.
1: Oh, my gosh. Nick, No.
0: And there is (laughs) mirrors all over the place in the gym. Yeah. And I go, listen, I could either care how I look or get healthy.
1: Right. Well, so like I think that's part of venturing as an adult, too. Right. 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 So like you
0: two years ago, I wouldn't have done jumping jacks. <laughs> I would have capitulated to such that.
1: Well, okay, so as, just
0: 2 years ago, I would have done that.
1: As a Christian, you are commi- told to die to self.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This is a lot of self-focus. Mm-hmm. So, if like you should be attempting to intervene when you find your thoughts mostly self-centered. Mm-hmm. So even if you don't recognize that you're being obsessive about something, if like your eyes are always on you and never Mm -hmm. on Christ, that there's a problem with that anyway. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: and now we're talking about the obsession with it. Like now I need to look at mm -hmm. it, you know? Right. I need to look at it need to not even understand it, but maybe, um, not even condemn it. It's a control thing, I think. Yeah. And there is
1: a perceptual disturbance that's happening. So like
0: attacking your identity,
1: you know? Um, yeah. So this is real. We'll do a whole... We can do a whole episode on yeah. um, body dysmorphia. Sure. Um, hoarding disorder. So that's another one. Um, and that's characterized by uh, persistent difficulty discarding or parting with possessions regardless of their actual value as a result of a strong perceived need to save the items and distress associated with discharging them.
0: Yeah, um every every <laughs> disorder can be heartbreaking especially if somebody's uh, immersed in it. Hoarding is one of those things where it it drops people's jaw, you know, when the when the when, hoarder show came out. Yeah, yeah. And everybody thought that that's what hoarders look like um and there's a A lot of them that do look like that, you know, stacks of books and magazines and things like that. Yeah. I just read an article of a husband that came home early from work, told his wife, I'm coming home early from work. And she gets home, sees her, sees his car there, um, sees his wallet and keys on the counter. But then could not find him. Oh, no. Reported yeah. him missing. Now, they were hoarders. They had, I mean, even the cops, it's like it's got a hoarder like mentality. There's an aroma in there. Oh. You know? Yeah. And eight months later, she finds him in a closet. <sighs> and couldn't get to the closet because of all the stuff. I don't know what he was doing in How that closet. Did How did he get it? I, we don't know, but uh, <sighs> yeah, it's not homicidal in nature. They, no, they, no, no, uh, no. But, uh, but it's like no, got that, lost in it so and the cops didn't even find it. Cause well,
1: see, That's it's actually like being crushed to death. Like yeah. the, those having like walls like yeah. man, you know, made walls out of like things yeah. collapse. And that's actually not uncommon when it gets. Really so I, really I didn't scared. mean to bring up
0: that morbid story, but no, you no, no. mentioned hoarder. So I was like, I gotta, gotta mention
1: this. <laughs> no, no. So this is not like I'm a pack rat. Yeah. Although I think like, um, I think like you could be sinful about carrying too much stuff around with you. Yeah. um, yeah, I watched, but I like there. I don't think we can make any general statement about that. Yeah, I, I watched, think it. Would be very personal.
0: I watched a movie called "The World's Greatest Dad" with Robin Williams. Oh, uh, I've seen uh, that. Actually. Yeah, it's a it's a interesting movie. Uh, oh no, wait,
1: no, 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 no. Yeah. Oh, I saw the beginning, like beginning of it. Yeah, it's a. Again, it's dark.
0: Yeah, dark. Interesting movie. Bobcat Goldthwait, the director. Um, And uh, he lived next door to a hoarder and they start talking about it. And she goes, I know you saw my house, but if I get rid of all that stuff, I just feel that something bad is going to happen.
1: Um, Yeah. So that's another component involved in OCD. So like commonly the report is if I don't follow through with this compulsion, if I don't act in like complete this act in this prescribed way, like if I don't skip uh on the tips of my toes for 10 steps and then on my heels for two like the my mom is going to die mm-hmm. so there's like this component of irrational fear associated with like worst case scenario and it can feel really really disjointed but if you believe um okay so as an example of that uh one of my first jobs was doing front office stuff in a psychiatrist's office um and one of the, there were twin girls that were patients and, uh, one of them was being treated for OCD and she believed, um, she struggled one day because there was a math test and there were like a, there was a desk at the front of the room with the tests, like the paper tests stacked and then a cup full of pencils to take one. Mm-hmm. And she was paralyzed because she could not choose the pencil because she thought if she picked the wrong one, it was going to set into existence, a chain of events that would lead her mom to dying. Mm -hmm. Like now imagine that that's all happening internally and all anyone around you sees is you standing still staring at a cup full of pencils in your I think she might have been like a sophomore at the time, oh, no. math class. So that that is a common, that irrational fear driving mm-hmm. the some of the compulsions is a thread that you're going to see through these. Mm-hmm. Um, so hoarding, right, is not, uh, uh, it differs, sorry, from like normal collecting. <laughs> I kind of make fun of my mom sometimes. She loves um, porcelain dolls and she mm. has she has a lot of them I make fun of her I think that my dad kind of started the making fun of her and it's just kind of carried over into the rest of us she's a really good sport about it some of them are so weird Nick Um, anyway she loves them (laughs) but But, it's still just a collection you know God bless her Yeah. Um, (laughs) so that's not like if your mom likes teacups and she has some curio cabinets full of them
0: like that's not my mom has put the guest room in their house Mm -hmm. It's all Elvis stuff. Mm -hmm. And that would be cool, you know, as a theme of a guest room. Wow, when you go in there, <laughs> like it's what is just this? all Elvis. Oh, that's it's like what about everywhere. The, bedspread? is that the bedspreads Elvis. Even there's little knickknacks that you wouldn't even <laughs> notice. Everything is Elvis. The TV is Elvis. Everything well, since is. My a, baby and uh, I was actually going to make a Twilight Zone video <laughs> where a guy oh is. Oh my
1: gosh! Can we record
0: an yeah, episode? Yeah. In there? Well, well, the, uh, Jeff Durbin was going to go to Graceland with his daughter, oh, and right. I think that, yeah, yeah, and did, I go, yeah. I go, be careful. And I was just gonna do a Twilight. Uh, <laughs> because when you come back from Graceland this will happen. <laughs> like, That's hilarious. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah.
1: Um okay, so uh, differs from normal collecting. Um and so uh, you brought up
0: mm-hmm.
1: um actually one of my professors in graduate school did a lot of work with this specifically. Mm-hmm. Um and the like it feels like throwing away that wrapper is throwing away a piece of themselves. Yeah. yeah. So guys, like the, I hope everybody is hearing like mm-hmm. fundamentally how like abnormal this is from think like the way we should be thinking. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, trichotillomania, uh, that's pulling one's <laughs> hair out. Yeah. Um, despite repeated attempts to decrease or stop pulling out your hair.
0: Now may I add a lot of, a lot of these uh, manifestations, obviously this is related to another medical disorder a lot of these uh, characteristics I do see in drug addicts as well. yeah, yeah yeah
1: well right so like p- skin picking hair pulling yeah. mm-hmm. um excoriation is uh, that's skin picking like lesion and again this is like repeatedly attempting to stop and being feeling unable to stop mm-hmm. okay um repetitive behaviors so that's another theme mm-hmm. right repetitive behaviors aimed at relieving, the experience of distress or anxiety, whatever that like dysphoria is comprised of. Um, So I think part of this that is important, a lot of the time people who are suffering in these categories have extremely limited insight, Mm -hmm. like very, very poor insights to... um, mm, to the seriousness of what's happening to the like distorted perception, if that's part of what's happening. Um, And that's not that they can't gain insight. That's, that's, I don't know. I want to say that that's easy, but that's of course possible. But, but what I'm saying is at first people typically aren't really aware of why they're doing what they're doing. doing. Yeah. Um, They don't have a ton of insight that, Right. Like that doesn't mean that they can't gain it. Mm-hmm. They can. Um, but that insight tends to inform like their decisions. Right. Mm-hmm. So even if they like, if you end up out of a hoarding cycle, you might find yourself back in one because mm-hmm. you continue to make just poor choices. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. So yes, we would love to hear any of you guys that have experience
0: with any of these
1: in your own personal lives.
0: Yeah. Type in all caps if you do. <laughs> <laughs> Yelling at us. Yeah.
1: All right. Oh, my gosh. 47 minutes in, Nick, and we finally make it to
0: OCD. OCD, yeah.
1: All right, guys. <clears throat> so.
0: Well, I think the, the other categories were very helpful. This is, sets this. the tone. Yeah, the tones. right. Yeah. So,
1: and then what we skipped over, uh, like, going through substance and medication-induced stuff. But... Those are really self-explanatory. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, like you even just brought up, I think one of the stereotyped pictures of meth, Mm -hmm. people who are abusing methamphetamines, um, is that like skin, picked skin. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I don't know about hair. Do you know if that's part of this image?
0: Well, I remember everything happening to be nice and neat on my face, but that was me wanting to disguise my addiction. And so sometimes... Oh, I I gotcha. Right? So sometimes I would pick because there would be a rash there or something and I would try to get it off and then I'd end up making it worse. Yeah. If my hair is out of place or thin...
1: Well, and then another... So another component You get really
0: spongy skin on math too. The substance
1: itself is aiding that hyper-focus. Like your inability to break your attention from... And so
0: attention to detail, hyper-awareness comes with, with... uh, and I, I, I'm i going to say hyper, hyper awareness, like hyper times three. Like you're aware of everything. You're aware of every number in the room. Well, and see, you start it, to, isn't that
1: funny? Because yeah. like you might be you might have like like a Jason Bourne level of like mm-hmm. hyper arousal and hyper awareness in that way. But you aren't putting together no. that it's the mess.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's no logic behind it. <laughs> the mess is actually where about, you
1: fell. What <laughs>
0: stinks about to capitulate, because if you're not, you know thinking that it's your high that's causing this, like, um, you know, it's just a normal atmosphere. Um, then once you get off meth, it tends to sometimes stick with you Sure, as, uh, as There's part of your like development. Hangover
1: of it. And so <clears throat> it
0: really took me about a couple of years to start to unravel those, those, those things in my mind. Well, and that's that, interesting. Maybe.
1: Know. So can you, since you dealt with this specifically mm-hmm right after you well before you were saved but then as a christian a new christian i'll tell
0: you some of these things okay so i come into the newness of christ right Uh, or the the newness of uh, uh of of my heart with christ and um i started to think that everything was reflecting my sinful situation um, and so under meth addiction, I would, I would look at my atmosphere and think people were following me. Um, I'm, I, So that's what made me hyper aware of everything. The number seven, the number eight, the number nine or colors, particular colors, ble- uh, blue, red, green. I thought they were following me. People were putting these things there. Mm-hmm. I thought the construction worker across the street was only digging on the ground to show me that he's digging into my life, all that stuff. Right. I was using metaphorically. Right? Well,
1: and there's a lot of parents
0: Paranoia yeah and in there and it just you makes you hyper vigilant about everything <laughs> and going into the again key, yeah
1: but we miss yeah <laughs> we miss
0: uh, you, uh, you're high <laughs> um, 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 yes this would all get better if you just stop doing right. what you're doing yes and that is true but it doesn't immediately yeah, well, go away. Well, and and it doesn't not.
1: immediately. You want to, most people do not experience immediate
0: relief no, from that. that. And it took me a long time because I wasn't really, I mean, it, it, it controlled my development in my mind yeah, and yeah. my nervous, you know, if, yeah. if anything. And so I did still see those things without the paranoia now, But I still notice these things and uh, they bring up obviously anxiety. But I used to think uh, now in the Christian terms, okay, these metaphors are now I'm going to look at them in the light of Christ instead of actually just.
1: Throwing like, them right, away, like, I, I, yeah. you needed to throw them in the trash. So but when
0: the construction worker was outside digging, I go, "Okay, God." You is, tried
1: to like dress it. Yeah, God as is a Christian. God is
0: repairing my brain, and He's uh, He's digging into these things <laughs> that are. Uh, uh, oh, there's blue again. Ah, blue. Yeah, yeah blue no. just means. The love of God. Mm-hmm. So like, you, <laughs> yeah. Rather
1: than like challenging that you weren't actually getting all yeah. the, this information, all the, yeah. like this confirmation that it was, oh no, that actually is, is confirmation. that's just God's way of like, and then also strange confirming.
0: things like, um, uh, I'm going to church on Sunday. Right. And I have my Bible. Mm-hmm. And I put my Bible in the back seat mm-hmm. and I go, oh, wait, wait, no, no, no. I don't put God in the back seat. I put him in the front oh, seat. My gosh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. So even that, though it would have been
0: safer for my Bible to be in the back seat because okay. I had stuff in the front seat. <laughs> so that
1: I think is such a beautiful like bridge and into OCD, scruple, scrupulosity Mm -hmm. like scrupulously themed
0: but notice how I metaphorize everything or a a very hyperbolic sense because I'm not putting God in the back seat, but I am putting God in the backseat irrationally
1: (laughs) so I don't know was the fear there like of dishonoring God
0: well yes or what does that say to me if I you know if I didn't notice it would have been okay okay. but what's that say about me if I um, noticed
1: and refused to move it yes Mm, 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 exactly Mm, okay so this is like a common OCD process to like Think everything through
0: mm-hmm.
1: from every possible direction. So, like, okay, and that's
0: and the, the one bad thing or that you have identified bad. That's what God's looking at, and right. that's what I was feeling.
1: So, okay, I um, there, for example, uh, this is act, This is a real life example from my like professional experience. Um, this individual. Uh, was living rurally in the Midwest, w- where there are a lot of stop stop signs kind of out in the country side. And uh, one day, she went through like a four-way stop that she normally mm-hmm. she'd done many, many times before. Mm-hmm. Um, and later, um, in the evening, saw on the news that there had been an accident near that. It wasn't in that intersection she crossed, but very close to it. And she spent the next like six, eight, 10 hours convincing herself that she had caused the accident and that it was like she had, it was a hit and run. She, she made herself guilty
0: and she had nothing to do with it. And
1: she, she was 100% innocent and completely, mm-hmm. completely unconnected. Like mm-hmm. it was close to where she was, but it wasn't actually mm-hmm. where she was. Um, so, like the being upset, the inability to break, mm-hmm. right? That obsessive compulsive cycle. Um, and I can relate is, to that. It's very, right, yeah, yeah, it's very irrational. So, um so that's the kind of thought process, but, but when the, we, when we get to like the specific subtypes of OCD, you know, um, pe- there are people who have more religiously themed obsess- obsession, compulsion
0: paradigms. Mm-hmm. Like, And I think that's course. what I had. And, uh, I still see traces of it in me. I'm like, okay, but I can catch it right away. And I go, calm down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, again, this was all existential. And then, you know, biological damage, physiological damage that took time to heal. And as that heal, it uh, healed. It's not like my worldview changed. I had to now acclimate to a new disposition Mm -hmm. by using wisdom. So it does have both implications just because your physiology, physiology is firing off, you know, normal i guess i don't know how to use that word there's nothing can to, to compare it to mm. but that that doesn't mean that the objective reality or your sexual, sexual circumstances or what you remember will change until you capitulate to such a reality right um uh, meaning meaning mean,
1: like you might acknowledge that you believe something but until you actually believe it
0: yeah i gotcha yeah like it, meaning healing doesn't fully take place unless wisdom is there yeah <laughs> right. right, true
1: repentance and yeah, uh, that can
0: actually make me tear up because that's emphatically what I was praying for when I noticed this was all going on. And it's like looking outside of yourself, I can't stop doing this. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? God, well, give me exhausting. peace in my mind. Yeah. How exhausting. How exhausting. It is. Yeah. 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 And I wonder sometimes what, you know, if, if people are seeing themselves do this, wish that they would stop, but they can't. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know um, if it, what, what do you think about an uh, uh, OCD type of person is are, are they looking at that reality? Is that is that somewhere in them, or generally it's just so far gone? What what reality? Well, I, I, are they looking at themselves doing this and wishing oh, yeah. that they wouldn't?
1: I think so. I think a lot of like the a time. pull between. I think you know, two even worlds. if if that isn't like the present, like the thought while they're in, like completing the mm-hmm. compulsory behavior, or having the compulsory thought. It is, I think it occurs probably often as it like, oh, like I just hate this so much. So like compulsive hand washing, mm. okay, which is typically related to like germs yeah. or, you know, sickness, illness, focus, anxiety, kind of. right? But like you can wash your hands until they bleed and you will, yeah. if you are compelled to do so, because you think that they're not clean enough yeah, or whatever it is that you think. Yeah. Um, again, like this can be really, in like intense for new moms Mm. who are worried about their tiny little babies who have no real immune system yet. Mm -hmm. Um, And ultimately like the answer to that as a Christian, we know which is like God is the giver and taker of life. Like he ultimately Mm -hmm. is sovereign. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And like you're no in no more control of that. Like your control and responsibility end at a certain point. Like, should you, throw your kid into like germ infested water. No, right. You can be wise and smart, but actually like, you know, causing lesions on your hands Mm
0: -hmm.
1: really opens you up to like risk of infection. It's actually Mm -hmm. you, you become more fertile ground for germs, right? Mm -hmm. If you continue to act on the compulsion. So, uh, and that's just one example one, like it could be any one of a million things, yeah. but that's the thought, yeah. right? Like, and it ultimately, it's hard to call that the fear irrational in that it's not irrational to acknowledge babies, he, people get sick, mm-hmm. right? And especially since COVID, some people that we really don't expect to get sick, get sick and don't make it. Mm-hmm. Um
0: And remember, God's word is an identifier uh, in this too as well. And so even when physiological anomalies start to happen and you start to express this kind of obsessive or compulsive uh, disorder, the reason why we can identify that it's unhealthy is because we have the word of God that says, this is the standard of healthy, right? Um, And then now we get to use that to go, okay, something is going on in your mind that is causing this and and we want to get you back to the standard of which... A human being is supposed to live, and we use the word of God right. uh, to do that yeah. too, as well. Um, and uh, uh, I, I think that well, that's the ultimate criterion, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. For
1: us as Christians,
0: right, right. The reason why we say that don't wash your hands so much that you bleed to death, but then also wash your hands to right, right, right. Uh, uh, to get clean, right.
1: Is, and if you right, like if yeah. you changed a poop, a poopy
0: poop, yeah,
1: a poop butt. And you got yeah. poop on your hands. <laughs> Go wash your hands. Right. Like poop. that. Sorry. <laughs> what, you can tell have you a two have a yeah, I was I like, like you a year year <laughs> <laughs> A poop butt. A poop butt. Yeah. Um, oh. Stinky britches. That's what we if say. If anybody's thinking about britches.
0: cutting this clip out and making it. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, feel yeah, free. Feel yeah. free. Yeah. Fan um, art. Fan <laughs> art. That's what I want. <laughs> some fan art there.
1: Okay. Um. I feel like we've <laughs> talked. We've talked for an hour. Yeah. Did this? Did it just become a two-parter? Maybe. Okay, guys, I feel kind of guilty that our first episode on OCD we like didn't actually make it to the OCD criterion.
0: I I do think that we uh, gave a lot of information that sets up and and and. We've nailed the things that I believe that our audiences would be wondering about before we get into this.
1: Plus, we've gifted you with our witty banter.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Plus, I have to say this because we did speak an hour without mentioning (laughs) OCD, and that will make me feel comfortable. Excuse me. And, uh, you know, I got stories uh, as well. And we'll get into the major criteria and what to do. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, how do we handle this? How do we handle this as Christians? How do we lovingly come aside right. somebody with this particular disorder? How do we identify it when it's merely existential or, or physiological? Right. What's right. going well, on? And here? I
1: think it, another thing, it's really important to remember that, like, we can also experience facets of these things. Right. Like maybe you don't have fully disordered OCD, mm-hmm. but maybe on occasion when you get really, really stressed out, yeah. when things are difficult, you do tend to start thinking in like obsessive thought is it, cycles. Yeah. So, you know,
0: I can give you an example real quick before we wrap it up Yeah, is that sometimes when I'm sick, it could spark an anxiety that reminds me of my first two years off, uh, after
1: Drug oh, yeah. addiction. Mm-hmm.
0: And I go, woo, I'm still vulnerable in that area. That sickness could bring back the thoughts and the memories. Mm. Now, my resilience and wisdom that I have now allows me to combat again uh, with it in any disposition. See, but you um, know what
1: also, Nick? I wonder yeah. if it's bacterial because of this panda stuff with
0: like OCD symptoms. It, it very well could and be. Anyway,
1: yeah. So... Uh, yeah, but that's super interesting, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah. But it
0: has my flavor always with it. Sure, so yes,
1: sure. Yeah. Which, but that makes
0: sense. Yes, right. Of course it would have your flavor. Because it's, it's, it's from, me. Yes, yeah, it's yeah. you.
1: Um, yeah, okay. So, um, you know, don't go self-diagnosing. It is possible to have experienced seasons where you had thoughts like this. Um, you know, the, like randomly, um, and maybe like you're already, you're like, okay, I can tell that this is something that I like as a part of my life, like already, even before we really broach into the OCD specifics. Um, but like, you know, we'll admonish you always like be a part of a church body like that, let them love on you, go speak to your pastors, go seek help professional help. If mm-hmm. you're at that point, um, it, like seek wise Christian counsel. Yes. And like all the things that we should be doing all the time as Christians are always true. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and I mean, I'm going to get crap for saying this because like people with scrupulous, scrupulosity, like type OCD, maybe you shouldn't encourage them to read their Bible more. Hmm. Um, but I'm sorry, like we're commanded as Christians to be obedient to the word, to go to it.
0: I, I, if you're going to agree to the supposition that I made about God's word is the ultimate standard right. and that's where we can identify these things, mm-hmm. then it's not so far off from yeah. read your Bible. Yeah.
1: yeah. It is powerful.
0: It, it, it's amazing how my mind has started to change because very well, Robin, if I, let's just say I didn't have the word of God mm-hmm. and I experienced all the things that I was experiencing, what I told you. Yeah. It will perpetuate into this exact disorder. Well,
1: I mean, and how terrifying! Yeah. It would, I mean, I'm sure it was scary, even with your yeah. knowledge. So, of,
0: so wisdom saved me. Yeah, then, yeah. 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 Well,
1: yeah, was, from really that objective
0: wisdom. Yes, yeah. Yes.
1: Um, yes. So, hopefully, we whetted your OCD appetite a little bit. Um, and maybe because
0: don't sit there hovering over your Spotify, waiting for us yeah. to lean the, the, um, the next episode. And
1: maybe we'll go like into more detail about some of the subtypes too right. in our next episode, just cause we've spent so much time kind of setting it right. up. Um, right. yeah, please reach out to us. We love you guys. Share us, um, like us, review us, all those things.
0: And, and keep doing it over and over and over and over <laughs> and over again. Yes. Hey, we love you. We love you all. Yeah. And remember he has overcome the world.
1: Bye.